It's the Nothing But BS Podcast. And now, here's Brian and Scott. We are live on Facebook and doing the Nothing But BS Podcast, although it's not Nothing But BS this time around, Scott, because we actually have a guest. We do, we do. Yeah, so it's 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 all it's BS and some other stuff this time around, I guess. BBS. Yeah, that's BBS. <laughs> it's the nothing but BBS podcast. <laughs> Welcome to uh, episode four, episode quattro. Um, last three episodes have been a lot of fun, man. I've had a good time. Yeah, it's it's been good. We've gotten a lot of good feedback, and uh, seems like we're broadening our audience base here. And so figured we could, you know, seems like we're bringing enough value to where we're not. Getting zeros across the board. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got six comments last week. Phenomenal. <laughs> Actually, uh, you know, for for those that are watching this live on Facebook, obviously, if you're watching this on our timelines, oh, you know what I forgot to do? I forgot to tag you guys. I'll do that right now. Um, but for those that are watching this live on on timelines, um, you obviously know who we are, right? Um, but if you're listening to the podcast, right, some of you may not know. Just a quick recap: so Scott is a uh, is a Navy veteran. He's a special operator. He can kill you 42 different ways with a kitchen spoon, which is fun. Um, and uh, and really, just kind of an, a, a, an entrepreneur junkie, right? Like uh, like very very successful team builder. Uh, created some significant side incomes and have helped a lot of people do the same thing. Um, I've got a background in the military as well. I've, I flew jets for the Navy, which was kind of fun. I'm a published author. I own a real estate company. And uh, today we got somebody actually, I'm pretty excited, right? I would say it's normally when I introduce somebody like this, I, I say things like, you know, it's, it's we have like Bigfoot on the show, right? I often heard about, rarely seen, never photographed, but that's not actually true in this case, because this guy is everywhere. I mean, um, just an unbelievable success story from start to finish. So the, the guy who's joining us now is, is was a Navy SEAL for 14 years, right? Which that in and of itself, unbelievable accomplishment. Um, the stuff that, you know, that, that you have to go through just to, just to be able to wear that trident makes my head spin. Um, but then since his time in the military has actually created one of the, one of the most successful, one of the fastest growing and one of the most highly paid organizations in all of the, uh, uh, you know, network marketing, direct sales uh, arena. I mean, he's just, the guy's unbelievable and, and um, just super excited. Mr. Brandon Thornhill, thanks for being on here, man. I pr- really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. I'm more like Littlefoot, you know? <laughs> Littlefoot. <laughs> uh, not, not that big, my friend. <laughs> That's actually really funny. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I just thought you'd be a great guest to have today because we're going to be talking about, you know, building building a plan for success. We spent a lot of time the last couple of weeks talking about goals, right? How to set goals and all that kind of thing. But we're, once we have our goals set, it's kind of like, okay, well, sweet. What do you do now? <laughs> you know, where do you go from here? So I, I, with as much success as you've had, um, all the things that you've done, I, I mean, I'd love to hear from you what, what you think about, number one, what you think about in general, like, like setting goals, how you should do that. Um, we don't need to spend a lot of time on that. Cause again, we did talk about it, but, but then more importantly, how important is it really to have a plan? I mean, it, you know? Yeah. I mean, can you guys hear me? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Be great. Yeah. I mean, the problem with most people is they, they say they have goals, but they really have wishes. I mean, they don't even write their goals down on paper and you know, they don't even know exactly what the end destination is. Like if I asked, 98% of the people that I talk to, where do you want to be at the end of 2021? They don't even know. They have, they might be able to, you know, put up some sort of idea of what they might want, but you guys know as well as I do, you guys are in the military, you can't hit a target that you can't see. And the Bible says without vision, people perish. And most people are walking around without a vision of, of knowing exactly where they want to go. They have a, 
their GPS, right? They don't even have a GPS for an end state of, of where they're trying to drive to. And so I'd say first, get very clear, draw some clarity on, like you said, on the goals of where you want to go and, um, and bring some emotion behind that. Because again, without, without desire, without you truly wanting it, it's just a wish and it's not going to happen. It's like everybody gets started uh, after the new year's new year, new me, they want to lose weight. <laughs> but, but I'm then, sitting right here. I'm sitting. Why are you talking about me? Like I'm not sitting right here. <laughs> I'll lose weight, gain weight, get healthier, whatever, you know, just their new year's resolution. Right. Uh, but why, but why do they have to start it at the new year's? I mean, it's, they could be doing that at any time throughout the year and they can reset their goals. But the problem is, is again, they do it every single year. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results not getting different results because they keep trying that same old thing to where they just say, okay, I'm going to get healthier this year. I'm going to start going to the gym five, 10 days later, they quit <laughs> because <laughs> they truly don't know where they want to be. And they truly don't have very strong and compelling reasons as to why they're going to accomplish that. Like, what do, what do they want to do? To, like, why do they want to accomplish that? You know, when you were going to be a top gun pilot, when I was going through the process of being a seal and Scott, when you were going through to be an EOD tech, like you guys had very strong, compelling reasons that drove you to make it through the process when it sucked <laughs> yeah. really bad. I didn't have a backup plan. I, I didn't even know what the fleet was. And I, I, I had no backup plan. It was like this, or I don't know what, I, I mean, there's like no officer failure. and a gentleman. I got nowhere else to go. <laughs> <laughs> I had burnt all my bridges. I was just like, all right, well, this is going to happen. Like I'm, there's no failure here. Like that's exactly what my mentality was going in. It's like, I don't know what else, there is nothing else for me to do. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and failure is okay. I mean, I failed at stuff. I mean, I've, I've went through different processes in the military and tried to get into different organizations and didn't make it through. And, you know, sometimes the best things that happen to you are things that don't happen to you. I can do a whole podcast on that just, just in and of itself. But the, the point of it is, is being able to set that goal and be able to be willing to see it through till the end. Most people, they, they hit one roadblock and they quit because again, they don't have the strong enough compelling reasons as to why they're going to make it through that process. So, you know, Brian, we were talking about, you're just, you asked a question. So, so I talked a little bit about goals and, and um, you know, why they should be trying to accomplish those goals. And they need to know exactly why that is because when the why is strong enough, as we know, the how becomes easy. You don't have to worry about that. But then what was your second question? You said something about DMO. Uh, well, how, you know, how important is it to, to, to have a game plan, right? To, to, to have a, to know what you're going to do to get from A to B. It's one thing to say, I, I want to achieve X, but how do you get from, you know, where you are right now to, to this magical mystical place of, of greater success? Like, That's a great question. I think challenge with a lot of people is they get what's known as analysis paralysis, right? They want to sit they want to sit on a podcast all day long and just try to get <laughs> gather information. They want to read a thousand books to, you know, before they are, are willing to take their first step. It's like the best way to learn is, is literally come up with a quick game plan, quick strategy on how you're going to get there and just jump in. You're going to figure it out along the way. Yeah. Like just allow yourself to get kicked you know, you know, in the junk a few times <laughs> and, uh, and that's the best learner, man. I mean, that's, that's the best advice I have because the problem with most people is that they, they'll start, they'll start to get moving with something and then they don't really have uh, a clear understanding, like meaning, you know, maybe they've done a lot of, maybe they've done a lot of research. Maybe they've done, uh, they, they get on calls and they're just sitting there listening and listening, but they never, they have, they have to understand there's two diff different types of knowledge. There's learned knowledge, and then there's applied knowledge. And 
you can come in here and you can learn all day long and learn and learn and learn, but eventually you need to go do. It says be, do, have. You can't just go and, and think about it. You have to become it and do it and then you can have it. Does that make sense? You got to operate as if you're already accomplishing, uh, accomplishing those goals that you're set out to accomplish. Oh, absolutely, man. We actually talked about that last week because I'm sure you've heard the book, The Secret, or seen the movie, The Secret, right? Where it's like, if you think about it long enough or, you know, it, it's missing the key component. And Brian and I hit on it last week is the action piece. You can't just, you can't just think, you can't just yeah. take all they're this re, in. They're redoing that though. They're redoing that. Bob yeah. Proctor, I spent $26,000 on a course with Bob Proctor and he's, he was a guy who helped come up with that. Um, a lot of the information on that. And you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm in a mastermind with him right now. And he says that he says, you know, a lot of people think that you can just think things into existence, but they're missing the other part. <laughs> like I said, he teaches how you're operating on certain frequencies. We're all operating. We're all energy operating on certain frequencies. And the problem with most people when they're trying to accomplish something is that they're thinking about it. They're thinking about where they want to be. Let's just say you're down here and you're like, I want to be up here with my results. But the challenge is you still see, you're still operating on your current results. You're still operating with, let's just say you're making $5,000 a month, but you want to be making $50,000 a month, but you're still, you still see yourself and operating as if you, in your current results that you're making five grand a month. No, you need to be as if you already are. And then you need to go out there and put in massive amounts of work <laughs> the do, and then you can have, there's no, there's no, it's not be have, it's be do have. Yeah. Yeah. And just to clarify people that are listening, that doesn't mean go out and live the lifestyle of $50,000 a month. <laughs> it's the, he's, he, it's the, it's the mindset. That's the well, mindset. You know, it, that's it's, it, yeah. it's such a common sense. It's such a common sense idea. And I think everybody knows this, right? Like it's so funny it, when we have these type, we talk about these kind of success principles and stuff, and we're not telling people anything they don't already know. <laughs> All right. I mean, everybody knows that the salad and the water is better than the pizza and the beer, right? We're not giving people the secrets to the kingdom here, but I think it's nice to be reminded of these basic ideas because I think although we all know it right in quotes like know it but you don't really know it unless you live it unless you practice it right um I, I used to talk about this all the time I would say like you know Olympic athletes right if you're an athlete you aspire to be an Olympic athlete let's say for example you don't you don't say okay well I'll start getting up at four in the morning and, and go into the pool for three hours before breakfast when I qualify for the Olympics no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> like you, you did years of the sacrifice to get there the first to get there. You had to take the action. But if you were, an, you know, if you wanted to be an Olympic athlete, for example, you wouldn't get out of bed and go jump in the pool for three hours before breakfast every day. If you didn't, number one, like you said, Brandon, have a very, very strong, compelling why for why you wanted to do it. And two, unless you actually believed that it was possible for you. That, that you had that you had the potential and that it could happen for you if you made the sacrifice. And that's why I think where I think a lot of people fall down on the, the do part of the be do have is they don't actually believe that it's for them. You know, they want to go from five grand to 50 grand a month, but they, they can't imagine, they can't picture themselves ever really having that. And so they don't believe that it's possible. And therefore, if you don't believe it's possible, taking the action is just futile. And so they never do. Yeah. You know what? The one thing I'll say, Brian, is that uh, I agree with you. I, I think we're telling people some things that they really don't know. You know, I think that they have an idea of, you know, how to set a goal. But again, I mean, what's easy to do is also easy not to do, as we know. And then, you know, we're it's just it's just if they if, if most people had a, an actual roadmap mapped out for them, 
yeah. then I think most people would at least try to walk down that road. I remember when I was in the military, I didn't know any of that stuff. I mean, I had ideas of it before I started my, my entrepreneurship and my personal development journey. And I had mentors and coaches come in and start holding me accountable to kind of come up with these visions, come up with these goals, uh, because I didn't really even know how to go. I didn't know how to set, set a smart goal, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and most people, if I said smart goal right now, some people would know, but majority wouldn't. So, you know, I guess my point is, is yes, guys, you know, some of you guys know the, the principles and the concepts and the strategies that we're talking about. Uh, but I do think that, you know, just a lot of people on here need to, to still understand the principles of it. And then once they understand it, you guys can go out and start implementing it every single day. And that's going to help you accomplish what you want to accomplish. Yeah. Brandon, I have a question for you, man. Um, so when it came to that, right, because we, we've we've talked about SMART goals in previous episodes, we've hit it many times, actually numerous times, because people don't know what that is, right? A lot of people don't. Um, when it comes to, obviously, to, you know, measurable, attainable, you know, uh, or and then, you know, realistic and time bound, the time bound thing, I think is huge, right? Because you can't be just this arbitrary, you know, mythical goal that's like, all right, I'm going to do this, but there's no time, time attached to it. So when it comes to that, you know, I, I think that's probably to me, one of the most important parts of it. When, so I'm getting to the question here is when do you, when it comes to DMOs, right? How do you, how do you reverse engineer realistically to be able to, you know, hit that goal? Does that make sense? Yeah. So let me make sure I understand the question. So when you're, when you're put, trying to set a da daily method of operation in order to hit your time sensitive target of where you're trying to go and where you're trying to be in the timeline that you're trying to accomplish it in. What, uh, how do you, how do you set your DMO to that timeline? Right. Yep. Well, first off, I think most people, and I'm sure you guys have all heard this. Most people overestimate what they can do in a short period of time and underestimate what they can do in a long period of time, just by utilizing the compound effect. The compound effect, if you guys don't know what that is, I know you guys do, but the compound effect is small things done daily over time equals massive results, right? So it's not very hard to understand that, you know, if I'm doing something every single day, let's just say, like I had a friend who was trying to lose weight and he literally cut out um, one thing out of his breakfast. That was it. One thing out of his breakfast. He didn't lose a lot of weight in the beginning, but over a six month period, he ended up losing like 25 or 30 pounds wow. <laughs> because wow. he he removed one thing. So that's why I went on, I went on Facebook live the other day and I said, Hey guys, let's just go out and let's, let's do 30 days for the month of January. If you guys don't know on my, you guys can go on my Instagram at Brandon L Thornhill, or you guys can go to uh, my Facebook and we're doing what we're walking every day for a mile or two miles. I'm doing like two miles a day or I'm running two miles. As soon as I get up, I'm grabbing my tennis shoes. I'm just going out and just walking or jogging or something every, every day before I go to the gym or whatever just to build a habit and really be an, an inspiration to some other people who might need that push and build a community around that. But why, why would I do that? Because the compound effect, I want to teach people the simplicity that you don't have. Most people quit their goals five, 10 days in of January when all they had to do is get out there and walk once a day. And then what ends up happening is they accomplish these small little things. They get smaller results. As you guys know, life and in our, and in my industry, it operates off the bear cycle, belief, excitement, action results. If somebody has their belief high enough, they're going to get excited. They're going to take more action. They're going to get more results. And it just continues the cycle. They're going to continue to add more things because their belief is going up and knowing that they can accomplish it. So it's the same thing here. If you can get somebody like right now, we can grab a group of people who aren't used to working out, who aren't used to, who are probably used to quitting their goals in their first month. 
Well, if we can just get them doing one thing, they get their, they get that little bit. They, so they're taking action to get that little result. What happens? The belief goes up. Now they want to add more stuff to it. So now instead of walking one mile a day, now they're walking two miles a day in the month of February, February kicks off, you know, now that now maybe they're added, they're adding gratitude list and practicing gratitude in the mornings and meditation and changing their diet. You know, it's just daily things that are increasing because they're getting more results. And they're essentially really what it boils down to is they're increasing their, their self-confidence and changing their habits, which we know rituals, some rituals can make you rich or they can make you poor, right? And habits make or break you. So anyways, that's, did that answer your question? Oh, timeline. Yeah. So, well, on that too, I want to address that real quick. So what you like, I'm going to say what you said earlier, what's easy to do is easy not to do. Right. So like you said, walking a mile every day, right. Or right. Or 10 minutes or whatever it is, right. That, that specific, that specific time or distance that you're setting for yourself every day. How do you implement that into your DMO? What is currently existing, right? Because everyone has a schedule that they that they they live life by, um, whether it's you know sk- scheduled out or not. How do you how do you tactically or you know w- implement that into your already existing DMO or what we call life, right? Does that make sense? Um, sorry, I'm I'm kind of a knucklehead. Uh, Brian, <laughs> maybe help me a little bit here. Maybe that you understood that a little bit better than I did. Well, well, just ask the question again, Scott. Just uh, like let's see if we can get so it. Right. Like you said, you're setting setting that goal to walk a mile every day, right? right? Or ten minutes, right? Every day for the month of January. Where do you where do you inject that into your daily schedule? Because obviously everyone has a has a different schedule. Where do you inject that? How do you time block or prioritize wow. that? Yeah, to I make see. sure you're not making that excuse for yourself to not do it, right? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Well, I mean, guys, everybody has different situations. Like I mentor a mother of six children, helped her make right around a million dollars over the past over the past couple of years, and um, and she's a mother of six kids. That's a full time job, right? And yeah. so we had to get very clear on mapping out exactly what she needed to do for her kids every single day. Quality of time, not quantity of time, of course but mapping out where she needed to be present, when she needed to be 100% present with her kids and when she could come in and, and, and do income producing activities for her business, right? Or if you guys are in life for health, for walking, whatever, you can call it results producing activity, whatever it is. What's a result producing activity? Anything that's gonna give you a result. If you're trying to lose weight, it's a healthy meal, going to the gym. Those are result producing activities, okay? So income producing activities for us, for real estate, if you're in real estate, it's, it's prospecting, it's going out and showing a house. It's, I mean, Brian, you're, 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 you're a broker. So I'll break this down to you. If you're trying to reverse engineer exactly what you want to do, let's just say you want to do very simple. This is easy for you to do, especially in California. This is like one home probably, <laughs> but let's just say, and you can 10 access to hundred million, whatever. But let's just say you're a broker and you have three real estate agents that are working underneath of you and you want to do $1 million in sales. Again, you can make this hundred million I don't care, a billion, whatever, you're going to come in and you're going to find out, okay, I need 330, I need them to produce 333,000 uh, in, in sales volume and you're going to get a million in volume. Again, if you want to do a billion, you can. If you want to do a hundred million, you can. Whatever your goal is, right? Whatever your target that you're trying to shoot for. But then you got to ask yourself, how many homes, and, and maybe I'm asking you this, how many homes do you have to see or show before somebody sells, let's just say this is one, this is one home. This is one home. And this is one home. How many, how many uh, places does somebody have to see before you, before this, these, they average out to sell one home? 
Yeah. Um, it, it just depends, but I would say somewhere between typically like seven and 12. So call it an average of eight or nine. So if people know their numbers, right? Like if they, if they are tracking their numbers, which every single time they talk to somebody and every time they make a new contact and they get information in front of them, they show them a home out of a hundred people, they should have an average amount for that individual, that sales agent, they should know, okay, out of a hundred people, I'm going to close 10%, 20%, 30%. I think I'm, I'm assuming, what do you think? 30% is pretty safe bet. Yeah. I, well, I mean, real estate's a little bit different, but I, I think I understand exactly what you're saying, which is understand your ratios, right? No matter whether it's, whether it's real estate or whether it's baseball, right? Yeah. If you know your batting average, so to speak, then you know how many times you got to step up to the plate to get a hit. Exactly. So if you're a broker, if you're leading a sales team or network marketing, it doesn't matter guys, insurance, whatever, if you're in the health space, whatever, all you do is you boil it down to the amount of people that you're working with and you break it down into how many people they need to talk to per day in order to get that, that given result. So if they have to talk to 30 people to close one deal, then, you know, in order to get this, we need to go out and just really quickly talk to 30 people and you're going to make, they're going to hit their quota. But let's just say they're trying to 10 X this. Well, now you need to build that into a daily routine over a month period, a two month period, a three month period, whatever. Yeah. So then they would just break that number down into 30 days. And let's just say it's three people a day and they know they need to go out and get information in front of three people per day. And that's going to be their daily method of operation in order to make sure they're hitting their sales target. And you as a leader can come in and hold that accountability to make sure that person is actually doing the three a day. Yeah. So very simple. Yeah, it's powerful. It's powerful. And I think Scott was asking the question about, about time, right? Um, Scott's a big believer in time blocking. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of the other way around because my life is always kind of topsy turvy. I got, you know, two teenage daughters and then with real estate, like when your phone rings, you kind of have to answer it. You know, if it's a client that you're working with and, you know, yes, you can set aside time for your family and meals and workouts or whatever like that. But, you know, if I have a client that calls me up and says, Hey, I really want to see this house. And, you know, and she's got time today. Well, I kind of need to drop what I'm doing and go take her to see the house because the way the market is right now, it may not be there tomorrow. Right. So, you know, that makes my, my schedule, my daily schedule kind of pretty topsy turvy from day to day and pretty unpredictable. So what I really like to do is I like to track things. So I hold myself accountable to, you know, I can't, I can't, for example, say I'm going to work out at 2 p.m. every single day or, or four days a week or five days a week or Monday through Friday, because I have no idea tomorrow where I'm going to be at 2 p.m. I really don't. I have no clue. Right? I don't know. But I can say I'm going to work out four days a week, period, dot. And that means if I come home at 10 o'clock at night and it's day seven, I've only gotten three workouts in this week. Well, guess I know what I'm doing at 10 p.m. tonight. <laughs> I'm getting that last workout in, you know. Yeah, well, I think it really just depends on your style. I mean, whatever works for you ultimately at the end of the day. But I think with nobody's going to want to see a house at five in the morning. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, true. maybe eight, nine, ten. I mean, I'm I'm assuming most of the houses that you see are probably between noon and seven p.m. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that sounds right. So just like in my business, most people, you know, work full time. They build it part time on the side. And so our, really my business doesn't even really kick off until about 3 PM to about eight or 9 PM. Yeah. So I can do really whatever I want for the first half of the day. And so I can go to the gym, I can go to the shooting range, I can go for a run, I can go do whatever I want. And then when it's time to come in and focus on income producing activities and, um, 
you know, that's, that's gotta be your, that's gotta be your primary. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, if you have family, you could, again, let's just say you have a baseball game or a, a volleyball game, you could still come in and Hey, from six to six to eight, I'm not available because you want to see, you want to see, you know, your children, you know, and, and spend that quality time with them. And then, but just make sure that you're still doing your income producing activities before or after. Um, obviously I don't do real estate, but if I was doing real estate, I wouldn't always be 100%. I mean, it's very easy to say, Hey, I got another house I'm showing during that time. So can you do eight thirty PM? Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm not, I'm not telling you to lie, but I'm telling you that maybe <laughs> you can say, Hey, you can say I'm in another meeting. You say, Hey, I'm in another meeting from six to eight, from six to 8 PM. I can, I can show you the house at eight 30. Yeah. yeah. You are, you're in a meeting with your family. <laughs> That's no, it's true. Well, and you have to set boundaries. I mean, I think, I think you do. Um, uh, you know, like for example, I have my wife and I, because our lives are, are, like I said, they're pretty crazy kind of during the day. We have, we have this time in the evening after the kids are kind of doing their own thing and you know, their homework's done and they want to chill and you know, and the, the phones have kind of died down and that sort of thing. And so between about nine o'clock and 10, 10 30, we have this thing we call couch time, right. Where we just sit and watch a show. Right. And that little time period, right. It's, it's pretty sacred. Like I do everything I can not to let anything get, in that window of time, because some days that's the only time my wife and I have to just sit and hang out, you know, and sometimes we don't even get to the TV watching part. Sometimes we just sit there and talk about what went on with our day or whatever, you know, but, um, but I think you're right. You have to have some boundaries there where you kind of go like, Hey, I can't, I'm, you know, this is sacred right here. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. We actually, my wife and I do marriage retreats all the time and we went to a marriage retreat in August and uh, they said that they said, you know, we do couch time. And it's like, I think for them, it was nine o'clock, but me and me and Jules agreed that we would start at 1030 because we're, we're, we stay up very late. So at 1030 at night, the majority of the nights, at least, you know, obviously sometimes we're on calls for a New Zealand, Australia team, but either way, the majority of the time at 1030 at night, our phone's off and at least a minimum of a half an hour, we're going to sit there and hang out and talk. And if we want to watch a show and like decompress, cool, whatever, but we don't really watch that much TV. Uh, every once in a while. So, you know, I think it's very easy for people to, to sit down and watch. It's very easy to start going through the motions. And what they don't realize is that if you don't talk about some, some issues that you have, just like Jim Rohn says, if you don't, if you don't weed your garden, the weeds will take over. And there are so many times in marriage and in relationships and business, if you're not constantly pouring focus and intentionality into it, you're going to grow apart and there's going to be you know, issues that you're, that, that you're going to end eventually have to going to um, have to fix. Yeah. So I, lo- I love that. So, and what's the, and Brandon, you may know this number off the top of your head, right? Cause it takes and I, I, I want to try to expand on what you just said, right? Because it takes, how, how many days does it take to form a habit and how many days does it take to break a habit? What, what is the study that, that came out? I don't know if you know it off the top of your head. Yeah. I can't remember. I think my wife says like, it takes like 22 days, I think to form a habit. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to give out bad information. Right, uh, and then it takes a lifetime to break it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, check this out, people. I got. If you want to break a habit, because everything that you do, ninety-five percent of what you're doing every single day is built off built off your subconscious mind, and your subconscious mind is your habits. You guys have been driving to work. You're driving to work, and all of a sudden, you're like, "How did I get here?" Well, because you subconsciously drove to work, and your 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 mind just built it habitually, neural pathways into your mind that. You don't really need to think about it consciously anymore because energy is always flowing to us and through us. And when we first learn stuff, we have a conscious mind to be able to 
take that information, turn it into a negative or a positive, but eventually through it, doing it enough times, we build our subconscious mind, which is our paradigm, right? And so um, my point with that is, is even, even as small as some people, as you guys know, I was in the military, <laughs> which you go into a platoon hut and all of a sudden people are just negative, negative, negative. They see something that's negative. And it's like, dude, why are you so negative? Like, why can't you just be positive? Look at things in a positive way. Well, because they've built in subconsciously to always look at things in a negative light. And so, but you can fix that because just like any Olympic athlete out there, or for you guys, I don't know, Brian, if you used to, in the, as a pilot, if you used to envision yourself, like, like laying there in bed at night and envision yourself before you come take the test, like, like landing your aircraft, I used to envision myself doing that with either shooting drills or whatever. You can build neural pathways through your mind by envisioning yourself going through the process repetitively over and over again. And that will help you restructure your habits, but you got to put feelings to it. So what does it feel like when that happens? And that's going to help you be able to restructure that. That's strong. that's strong. Well, listen, we have held you captive for <laughs> a half an hour here. Um, before we let you bounce off, because I know you're extremely busy and you've got another appointment coming up, but I'd be curious to know just for me, um, if you could only pick one, and obviously there's a hundred, right? There's a hundred great tips that we could give people for accomplishing more, doing more, achieving more of what they want to do in 2021. But if you had to pick one, I mean, if you just had to pick like, sorry, Brandon, you only get one, you only get one tip today, right? Um, what, what would you tell folks that want to, that want to make sure that they're not writing the same damn resolutions down in 2022 that they wrote down in 2021, which were the same ones they wrote in 2020 and 2019 and 2018. Like, in other words, what are people going to do different this year to really get it done? Take action. I mean, that's the problem with most people, right? As they sit here and they listen and they listen and they listen and then they never take action. Yeah. Right. When I say most people, typically when you do an event, like Gary Vaynerchuk go, Chuck goes in and does an event and he'll say it from stage. He'll say, you know, I'm really only talking, I'm talking to all of you guys, but I'm really only talking about two or three of you guys in the room because two or three of you are going to sit here and you're going to be the ones who go and take action and change your lives. So I'd say this is all, you know, golden information that you guys are pouring into them. Take the information, bring it in and then go apply it. And, you know, like you guys are giving them targets of, of, of knowing exactly what they need to do to be able to hit their goals by the end of the year. But if they don't do it, then it doesn't matter. Like all this stuff is just talk. You guys are just going to have a conversation and it's just going to go in one year out the other next year. It's going to be the same thing. And then they're going to be complaining about why 2022 wasn't 2021 wasn't any better than 2020. So I'd say number one, stop getting analysis paralysis and just get out there and just do it dude, and figure it out along the way. And if you fail, who cares? You're better than 99% of the people who aren't trying anything. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I mean, you can read a thousand books on how to ride a bike, right? But at some point you just got to get on and pedal. <laughs> it's like, it's like try driving to work tomorrow with your foot on the brake. It's not going to work. You got to get in the car, put your foot on the gas and drive. And eventually you'll get to your destination. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you, what you're saying is you can't just sit in the car and will yourself to work. <laughs> yeah. You can't just sit in the car, envision yourself at work. <laughs> yeah, and, um, bring it into, you know, but that, but that, what they do need is they do need to work on their self-confidence. I think most people, the reason why they don't ever take action on what they're trying to do is because they just don't believe in themselves. So it all boils down to really just self-confidence because if you have the self-confidence, you're not going to fear, you're not going to fear the potential, the potential of what might not happen or what might happen and you'll make it happen. So anyways, appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, thanks for being here, man. I really appreciate it. By the way, I kind of really screwed up the whole tagging thing in the beginning, but I think I fixed it. 
Uh, yeah. But you can still share this on your timeline. And I think we're going to accomplish the same thing. That's because you didn't have an enlisted guy do it for you, you know? Oh, <laughs> oh, Why dang. is it always going to come back to that? What you... <laughs> hey, man, thanks for hopping on here. Really appreciate it, brother. You brought, you brought a ton of value. Um, I got some great notes and uh, really added some to it. So I appreciate it. Awesome, guys. All right. Well, I'm going to be starting a podcast myself. It's called Journey to Win. We'll, we'll have it up and running here in the next couple of weeks. So I'd like to have you guys on my podcast here soon. So I'm going to be yeah. on keeping it real and raw on what it takes to actually win in life. There's so many of these people that you see on social media that's just telling people that you can do this and you can do that and you can think things and it's just all of a sudden going to happen. No, you need to get out there and we're going to tell stories of what it took for you to become a top gun pilot, what it took for you to to get out and go through EOD school and what it took for people to build multi-million dollar businesses, what it took for a mother of six children to be able to make the money she's making. You know what I mean? Like real, because people need to hear real. Yeah. And so that's, that's what we're going to be launching here since so I'm excited for it. We're excited. So what's the name of the podcast again? Journey to win. Journey to win. Awesome. And when, when is it going to kick off? Well, um, I should have everything up and running. It's, it's already created. I have it on what's that app called uh, anchor. Okay. So I should have everything as soon as I get my intro and my outro done. Um, I'll be ready to go, man. Just you see, that, you see that little hand motion? You know what that little hand motion was? That was when Brian gets it done for me. That's what that little hand motion. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know, yeah. I didn't mean it like that, but you know, I <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. All right. Well, appreciate you guys crush, crush the rest of it. And uh, I'll have you guys on. I'd love to have you guys on mine as well. Sounds awesome. We'll Absolutely. be able to catch that on Spotify and I'm going to have it on all anchor dude. Uh, listen, I apologize in, in advance, because I'm about to get crazy on social media in 2021. So I will probably offend some of you. And so I apologize to, well, I guess nobody. But either way, get ready, because I'm about to make a lot of noise. Well, I'm so, not right. We're not, if you're not offended, then, uh, then, then you didn't do something right, right? If you didn't offend somebody, then you didn't, you didn't make an impact. Right. That's right. I've already said that last week, Brandon. I said last week, I was like, hey, if you guys don't like what we're saying, too bad. Don't listen. We're going to keep doing it anyways. <laughs> hey, listen, dogs don't bark at parked cars, right? If you're going somewhere, yeah. you're going to have haters. That's just yeah. that's how it goes. Yeah. Well, um, it's going to it's gonna come. So get ready. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll look for it. Appreciate you being here, brother. Thanks, Brandon. See you guys. So, so Scott, let's talk about um, the, the these kind of two competing philosophies I won't say competing, they're complementary philosophies on creating an act. Like, so let's say you're, somebody has no idea, right? What a DMO is. They've never even heard that word. They don't, you know, they don't know what a daily method of operation is. And they're like, okay, I have a goal to X, right? Lose 20 pounds, make 10,000 more dollars this year than last year. Read the Bible cover to cover, run a marathon. Doesn't matter. Whatever the goal is, right? Ready, set, go. How do I lay out a game plan to go from here to there? What, what, what do I got to do? So this is where for me, like where the philosophy that I I'm, I, I like and that you kind of hit on already is time blocking. Um, because for me, it, it, you know, it, 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 it's what I've been doing since I started entrepreneurship and all that stuff is because most of us already have day-to-day schedules, right? There isn't somebody that is just sitting in their room waiting for something to happen and does nothing with their life, right? Everyone has stuff going on. And for the most part, right? Obviously with you, you're an entrepreneur yourself and, you know, in real estate and everything like that. So it's a little bit trickier, but for the day-to-day person that I would say, you know, clocks in at nine, clocks out at five or whatever time they do, right? For me, time blocking is huge because you know what time you're going to work every morning. You know what time around, around what time you're going to be home at every day. 
So then you can reverse engineer from there, right? So if you, if your goal is to run a marathon, right, you're not just going to start running 26.2 miles a day. <laughs> like that doesn't just happen. Right. So it doesn't like, like, like Brandon was saying, walking a mile every day, right? When are you going to do that? Are you going to time block? How long is it going to take you to walk a mile? What, you know, estimate probably about 15, 20 minutes, I would say on the, on the conservative side to walk a mile. Right. Right. So am I going to do that in the morning before I, when I get out of bed, or am I going to do that when I get home from work? Right. But setting that time aside, that 20 to 20 minutes aside, that is 100% dedicated to that. Right. And that, that way there's no excuses, at least in my opinion. Right. Yeah. So like for me, I always reverse engineer my day or the day prior. Right. So like, if I know I have to go into work at 9am, I know I have my morning routine, which is meditation and doing 30 minutes of personal development and also walking the dogs. So I know it takes me 20 to 30 minutes to walk the dogs. Plus I want to, I, I want to do my 30 minutes of self of professional development. So I have those two blocks already. So if I need to get to work at, at nine, I, I have to work, wake up at least by seven 45. Cause I know it takes me about 15 minutes to get to work. Right. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So it's, I'm again, you know me, I'm very regimented and I'm very particular in everything I do. First of all, I'm going to have to contact my congressman because I don't know what military command you're in, but you don't get there. <laughs> sure, duty. Sure, duty. That's what that's what command. I- <laughs> no, but that's that's good. And, I, and you know, it's 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 important. I think let's let's be structured about this, because I think there are people that was some of the feedback we got before was that people said, hey, love the idea that we need to have a daily method of operation or a plan of attack. But how, like, where would I even begin? And so I think what you have to do is you have to break it down. Like you were saying, right? Let's say the goal is to run a a half marathon, okay? And you are a novice runner. In other words, you don't run at all. So yes, you're going to need to time block time for training, if you will. But you also need to reverse engineer that goal. Like, okay, so the goal is 13.1 miles. That's the half marathon, right? 13.1 miles. Okay. So if I want to get, if I want to be able to run 13.1 miles in, let's say you're shooting to do a marathon in or a half marathon in, you know, October this year. And so you're like, I got nine months to take 10 months to do it. Okay. Well, that means I got to build up to 13 miles in 10 months. So if I backdate that, well, if I can, if I can run a mile without stopping in the first month, then I can up that to two miles in the second month and then three miles in the third month but then five miles in the fourth month. In other words, you can, you can map out what would need to happen, what milestone markers along the way you would need to hit in order so that when you arrive in October, you, you know you can do 13.1 miles. Right. Because you've built up to that point by, by figuring out, okay, because if you don't do that, if you don't have these stepping stone mile markers along the way, then here's what happens. You're like, oh, I'm, I need to run today. Oh, I only ran a mile because I wasn't feeling too good. And then three weeks later, you're like, oh, I need to run today. Oh, I only ran a mile and a half because I wasn't feeling so good. And then the next week, oh, you know what? I skipped two days because I was super busy. And all of a sudden you look up and it's September and next month is October and you've never run farther than 2.3 miles and you're supposed to do a half marathon next month. <laughs> Right. And that's Which what is what, Yeah, it does. And this is, and again, this is why, and it tie both of them tie into each other hand in hand. Yeah. This is why I'm a huge fan of time blocking. Right. Because then you put on the calendar, like thou shalt run from At this time to this time. Yeah. Seven, <laughs> seven to seven thirty or seven to eight or whatever it is. Right. 
And yeah. it's, it's one of those, and you know, the way I put it is for people that work in corporate America or, you know, work in a traditional nine to five job. Um, I mean, military does, doesn't really get it, but for example, say you, you clock in at, at seven or eight, right. And you're allotted a 30, a 30 minute lunch break or whatever it is, right. For your eight hour shift. And you know, it's you, you pretty much most people that I've ever talked to take their lunch around the same time every single day. Right. Yeah. They ca- make sure that's carved into their day. Like whether it's, you know, whether they're doing work or not, most people take their lunch around the same time every single day. Imagine your boss coming and say, you're not taking your lunch. I, I get to tell you when you're taking your lunch. Yeah, that's it. Right. And that's the military, unfortunately. Right. Or most time it's working lunches or you do what you can when you can, but it, it, it's people would be, they, they would, they would fight for that time. Right. They would do whatever it took to make sure they could, have that time where they're used to doing it. Does that make sense? So where, and where I'm going with that is if you're already, say for example, you're, you know, your routine, your average routine before implementing anything to, to hit your goals for 2021 is, you know, come home from, come home after work. And, you know, you say hi to the family, say hi to your kids, your dogs, whatever it is. And then you sit on the couch and watch TV for two and a half hours right before making dinner and and then getting ready for bed instead of taking that two and a half hours cut it back to one hour right time block i got one hour to watch my favorite show or whatever it is and then that second hour or the hour and a half i'm doing x y and z depending on what my goal is to you know to be productive whether it's income producing activity or you know result producing activity does that make so, sense? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it makes perfect sense. And so I, I think when it comes to the reverse engineering part, it, it's really, that's a, a bunch of fancy words to say, you need to break down your goal into bite-sized chunks and then figure out how many of those chunks you need to eat every day to right. get to where you're going, right? I mean, if, if your goal is to, for example, let's say you're in sales and your goal is to get one sale a day, right? What, no matter what product or service or whatever it is you're selling. Well, if you've broken down the numbers and you know that you need to talk to, you know, 13 people to get a sale, then you're, that's easy to reverse engineer. You're like, if I want to get a sale every day, I just need to talk to 13 people every day. Right. And, 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 and boom, done. Or let's, let's make it more complicated than that. Let's say that you're, you're into big ticket sales items, right? You sell very large purchases. Maybe it's to corporations or, or real estate, for example, it's a huge purchase, right? And you know that you need to have a hundred conversations with potential clients to get one, to, to close a deal, right? Um, and you want to do one deal a month. That's your goal, one deal a month. Okay, well, you take a hundred people, which is how many you need to talk to, and you divide that by how many work days you have in the month. Let's say it's 20. And that right. means you've got to have five sales conversations a day to reach your goal of one deal a month. And that's not that hard to do. And then you can say, okay, I'm not coming home from work or I'm not getting up from my desk today until I've had my five sales conversations. And then you can even take it a step further. You can say, okay, well, I know I got to have five sales conversations, but I don't have five prospects to talk to. I'd say, okay. Well, how many new conversations do you need to have with people? How many new people do you need to meet? How many, hey, how you doings? How many reminders? How many birthday messages? How many reaches reaches out do you need to do in order to turn one of those into a sales conversation? Right. And maybe the answer is five. Like, okay, well, if I know I got to have five sales conversations a day and I know I need to talk to five people casually in order to turn one of those into a sales conversation, then guess what? 
I need to make contact with 25 people a day yeah, in order to reach my goal. Yeah. And this is in, and one thing that I, I've seen too is, and this goes into reverse engineering goal, like you said, you know, man, taking it to manageable bite-sized pieces is, you know, the, the five people a day, right. We're going to go off your example, right. Is you want to get a hundred, a hundred sales or a hundred, one sale, it takes you a hundred people, yada, yada, yada. Right. Um, I, I believe it was Darren Hardy. I can't remember the exact number, so I don't want to give any bad gouge here, but another reason that I love time blocking because in yours is more task oriented, right. And that's your philosophy that you go by, but you know, Darren Hardy said it, he, you know, he, he's had his timer and I, I can't, when he was in, yeah. when he first got started out in sales, right. Yeah, in real estate. Like, yeah. real estate. Right. Yeah. So where he was like, how much time am I actually spending working a day? Yeah. And he, I think the first day he, he only had spent like 12 minutes or something like that. Nine working. minutes, <laughs> nine minutes in an eight hour day, nine minutes. Yeah. What he would, what he would do is he clicked the stopwatch anytime he was doing something that could actually produce results. Right. Or that would actually bring in business. And he said at the end of an eight hour day at nine minutes, he had worked nine minutes. <laughs> right. So imagine now having that time block set aside to where, whether it's 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 10, an hour, you name it to only dedicate. And this is where the control comes in. And it's, it's very difficult to be that concentrated in that one task, whether it's sales, whether it's fitness, whether it's relationships, you name it but having that dedicated time to only focus on that, imagine where your, where your results, what your results would be. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. And so I think you nailed it, right? So we talked, we talked about reverse engineering, getting all the pieces, figuring out what bite-sized chunks we need to take and all of that. But let's say once we figure that out, it's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta make five calls a day, or I've, I've got to walk two miles a day, or I've got to uh, spend an hour a day in study, right? If my goal is to get a degree, I know I have to study for an hour a day, like whatever it is. Once you've reverse engineered that, then what's your, what's your plan of attack to get those things done? And you and I have a little bit of two different philosophies on how to do that, but they're both very effective. So I think people can just choose, right? Whichever one they think works best. Your philosophy is time blocking, right? Being super disciplined about from this time to this time, every day, I'm just going to do this. And I think that's extremely effective. Um, it allows for focus. And anytime you're supreme, anytime you're really super focused in on one thing, you're much, much more effective. So I really like that. Um, I am on the other hand, I'm, I'm, I won't say I'm not a fan of time blocking. I do have blocks of time that I, that I, I save and put away for certain things. Like I talked about time with my wife earlier and, and that sort of thing. Um, but I also am a big fan of tracking, tracking behaviors, right? So for example, if I know I need to make five calls a day, because I have kind of a crazy schedule uh, being a real being the owner of a real estate brokerage. And I have, a, you know, the business that you and I work on together, Scott, our team, right. Growing, growing our global distribution and, and that sort of thing. So I get pulled in a lot of different directions and I have two teenage daughters and a lot of things going on. And I've found that for me personally in my life, sometimes if I say I'm going to work out every day at one o'clock, I'll never work out because I'm never, in a place to stop what I'm doing at one o'clock and actually start working out. Right. Sure. So instead what I'll do is I found this I love that we're talking about Darren Hardy a lot today because uh, That's his, I right? got from him. Yeah. This actually came from Darren Hardy's uh, website, DarrenHardy.com. This is called a weekly rhythm register. And what it does is I started doing this back in 2011 
Okay. I would write down what activities I needed to engage in daily it, based on the reverse engineering of my goals. And then I would be able to track how well am I doing there? So like, I don't know if you can really see that. I'm going to say it out loud anyway, because on the podcast, nobody can see what I'm looking at. But basically, you know, let's say your goal was to get in better shape by losing a certain amount of weight and achieve as many sales as you can and improve your relationship uh, with your spouse and improve your spirituality. Let's say you had those goals for the year. I'm totally making this stuff up, right? Right. But what you could do is on your weekly rhythm register, right? You could write down, you know, meditate at 7 a.m. And that would be one of your activities that you wrote down. And then the next line, you could put walk two miles, right? And the next line, you say make 10 calls per day. And on the next line, you could say date night twice a week. And on the next line, you might put 30 minutes of spiritual study, whether that's, you know, reading the Bible, the Quran, the Book of Mormon, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever is your source, right? Yeah. Religious study. We'll just call it that, right? And you would put these on your weekly rhythm register. And then, and then what you do is over here, there's a, a block that says goal. So you, if your goal was to walk two miles five days a week, you just put a five right there. And if right. your goal was to read, you know, the Bible four nights a week, you'd put a four right here. You know, if your goal was to have date night twice a week, you'd put a two right here. And then what happens is as you're going through the week, you can look and go, man, I had a goal to walk four miles, to walk two miles a day, four days a week. It's Wednesday and I haven't walked yet this week. I better get on the stick, right? Yeah. I, I, I got to hit four before the end of the week. In other words, it allows you to see without, without chaining yourself down to a, a super rigid schedule, which some people are just not built that way. They don't like, I'm one of those people. I don't, I was in the military too long. I ain't told what to do too much. I don't, you know, <laughs> but I also know that I need to be held accountable. Right. And so this is a way that you can hold yourself accountable to your own reverse engineered action items every day that are going to take you closer to where you want to be. And what's cool about this thing too, is that you can keep score. At the end of the week, you know, you can say, okay, I wanted to walk two miles five days a week. I only got three. That's a minus two. I wanted to meditate five days a week. I only did three. That's a minus two. You know, I wanted to make 10 calls every day. I did that all five days. Yay. That's a, that's a, a, a zero. Like in other words, there's, there's, I, I did it every day. And then you can go over here and total it all up and you'd be like, oh man, Scott, this week was a minus 11, bro. I need to improve. <laughs> right. And if you hold on to these things, you can even look back at trends. You can go, okay, I don't understand why I'm not losing weight. Okay, well, Brian, how many times did you walk three weeks ago? Yeah. Oh, only twice. What about last week? Oh, only once. What about this week? I haven't walked at all. Okay, well, it's not a mystery then why you're not improving in that area. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think, and I love, I love that. And, you know, for everybody on the call, you can do Brian's method or, you know, something that I think also what may and I, I, don't, the, I know that there is some science behind it, but I, I don't want to quote it because I don't know 100%. But instead of turning it to a negative, go with your, what your total total accumulative points are going to be for the week, right? What, and for example, like you said, say it's 100, right? And so you were you got 78 out of 100, right? Which is not a bad score. Right. Um, but 78 out of, out of your total of 100 points rather than minus 22, right? Because yeah. seeing that minus 22, you're like, man, I suck, right? Yeah, that's a well, that's people a great may, point. Some people may may see that, right? So, if if you so choose, right? If you take yeah. Brian's method, um, and I do, I, and I don't want to say I only time block, right? Because that's right. not that's I one hundred percent of my day is not scheduled out 
100% of the time. I'm not perfect at that, but any stretch of the imagination, uh, but I do it. I do implement some of the goals that you're talking about, the taskers that you're talking about too. Yeah. Um, and it's finding that happy medium. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why we're having this conversation in the, in the first place. Yeah, is, it is. Uh, and you know, I, I, it's funny because I say I don't time block or I don't like to time block, but that's not true because I actually do. Uh, my two best friends in terms of tracking and, and in terms of reverse engineering my goals and then going after them, my two best friends are my weekly rhythm register, right? Which I track all my behaviors, but also my calendar. You know, I, I put on the calendar, like, even though my day fluctuates, let's say I know for sure, based on my register here, my little tracker here, that I need to work out the next two days because I've been slack the first two or three days of the week or whatever it is. So I'll go look at my calendar for today and I'll go, okay, where, where do I not have an appointment? Where do I, okay. Oh, from two to three, boom. And I'll drop an appointment in my calendar that says work out. Right. So if anybody calls me, it's like, Hey, can you do such and such a two? I go, no, I can't. I got an appointment booked. Well, it's an appointment with myself to go work out, but you know what I mean? So, so I do time block. I just don't have a rigid, I don't have a rigid every day at this time. I do this kind of schedule. That right. That and, sense? and and that makes perfect sense. And, and especially for your, for your scenario, right? Because yeah. being a real estate, but say for example, you know, and I hate, to, but Susie, the school teacher, right? Yeah. She goes Great to work, she, you know, obviously pre COVID times or, sure. you know, Alvin, the accountant, right? He clocks <laughs> into work at, you know, Ooh, yeah. at, at I've been the investment banker. I got you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, clocks in at 730 AM every day on the dot. Right. Yeah. And then he clocks out, he takes lunch at 1230 every day on the dot. Right. Yeah. And clocks out at 4 PM. Right. I I think at least when it comes to people that don't create their own schedule to create their own, you know, uh, that in your instance, right. Create your own income. Yeah. um, Because you're a business owner for, you know, the employees that are out there and the business owners too, but the employees specifically, the average individual, I, where I started was time blocking because you had that more regimented schedule to where you could then take the taskers that Brian is talking about and implement those and realistically time bound yourself to what, how, what, if I want to run two miles a day, right? How long, first, let me start off with running a mile and see how long that takes me running a mile and a half, see how long that takes me running a a two miles, see how long that takes me. And then setting that time aside, whether it's before work or after work yeah, and going from there, or if you have a side business, right. You clock it. You, how long, how, how long does it take to send out, you know, five touch points, 10 touch points, 20 touch points, whatever your goals are to where, you know, you can get an exposure to be able to convert reverse engineering that, but having that dedicated time. Right. So I think, you and I both use each other's very, very fluidly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. And I think there's one other principle too for, for creating this daily method of operation. I don't remember who said it. I don't remember how they said it. Um, I'll just phrase it this way. I'm a big believer in do first things first. In other words, what, you know, if you've got a calendar filled with to do's and that's what most of my calendar is, it's a to do list, right? I mean, yeah, there's a few appointments on there, but most of it's like, call this company and schedule this and take the dog to the vet. And like, you know, there's a, there's a hundred like to do's on my calendar, right? Um, Figure out what are the three or four or five items that must get done to make your day productive. 
In other words, because I'm sure everybody's experienced this, right? You ever got up in the morning and you were busy, busy, busy all day, man, all day. And you finally flopped down to the couch at like nine, nine thirty, and you go, what the hell? I didn't get anything done today. I was running around like a, a lot of people mistake movement for progress. Yeah. They're like, I've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off all day. I got nothing done. Right. I've had days like that. Still have days like that. Well, what that is, is because we get tied up in the minutia. We get tied up in taking care of and addressing and, and spending our time on things that really ultimately in the big picture, things don't matter. And then we don't get to the things that actually matter. So if let's say, for example, you have to make five sales calls a day, in order for your business to move forward and progress like it should. Well, then maybe when you sit down at your desk in the morning, before you check email, before you get wrapped up in Facebook, before the boss starts blowing your phone up, before client calls start coming in at 1030, make those five sales calls first and right. get them done and get them off your plate. And then they're done. So no matter, no matter how the rest of the day unfolds, you did the most important thing already. Sure. You know, Absolutely. you took, you took care of the big, I forget who said it was like, eat, eat, eat that frog first or something. Brian Tracy called eat that frog or something. I don't know. It's like, you have to eat a frog, right? Eat it first. That's the, <laughs> that's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, I mean, I, I hope everyone that is tuning in, whether it's via Facebook, Spotify, whatever platform you're listening to or watching this on is getting value. Um, feel free to reach out to either one of us on, on Facebook um, Instagram. We were both on there. Obviously we're on Facebook if you're watching it through that, mm-hmm. but um, feel free to reach out to us and ask us any pinpointed questions to us, uh, what we're talking about, if anything is unclear and suggestions um, to, for any episodes that you want to see coming up, hear us talk about um, because, you know, again, we're just getting started. This is our fourth episode and uh, you know, it's, we're, I hope we're bringing value to you guys. It's yeah, do me a favor. Like drop drop a one drop a one in the comments there on Facebook if you're if you're getting value from this. I, I know we're really enjoying doing it. I, I would love to also see if you're watching this live. Please drop a live and where you're watching from. If you're watching on replay, you can drop a replay and where you're watching from. That would be pretty awesome. Um, and again, just show some love from a man Scott here. Drop a one. Let him know you appreciate uh, the value <laughs> that he's bringing to the table. Uh, listen, next week I think we're going to shift gears a little bit. Next week we've been talking about goals and you know goals and new year's resolutions in 2021 for for the last four weeks right i i feel like we're going to shift into something a little different next week i don't want to give it away um which is another way of saying we haven't talked about it yet (laughs) but but it's going to be awesome and so what i think we can expect going forward is is some introductions of maybe some segments um and maybe a couple of other guests from time to time uh folks that you know have some unique experiences and can bring some value to the table and absolutely uh, all different walks of life and maybe a little more comedy next time yeah. Right. <laughs> and just uh, and just for you viewers that are listening in uh, or watching it live, you know, we're going to have people of all different backgrounds from ex NFL players to extremely successful business owners, you know, special forces guys like Mr. Thornhill was on here, um, all different types of life uh, of backgrounds to bring their taste to what we're talking about when it comes to that development yeah. pro- with anything in life. So hey, and if you a lot if to you- come. If you got a lot out of these podcasts, the last like three or four, do, do me a favor, hit that share button, right? And and share this thing. Uh, let other people know about it. We'd love to help build, you know, continue to build our audience, not just live on Facebook, but also on the podcast. You can also catch it on Spotify. If you have a Spotify account, make sure you go and you look for nothing but BS podcast on Spotify. And I'm sure we'll drop in the, uh, 
in our timelines the link directly to that to that Spotify broadcast as well as the night goes on. You could thank uh, Mr. Scott Bennett for his uh, technological prowess, making sure that we get those <laughs> things uh, broadcasted out there on Anchor. So love you guys. Appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Absolutely. See you guys.